Wednesday, December 14th, 2016. And before I dive into this show, I want to direct you to the links that I put up on my homepage. Uh, last show, I talked about Pizzagate, and some of the information I presented came from David Wilcox's extensive research on the subject, among other things. In his uh, Endgame Part 1, which exposes the harsh reality behind the pedophilia child sacrifice and torture of children, the capture of children of many ages around the world. I mean, just think about where some of those millions of missing children go every year. But in Wilcox Endgame Part 1, he extensively exposes the various rings operating in the heart of the Washington, D.C. establishment that we all know as Pizzagate. It's way beyond what you're hearing in the mainstream media, the prostitutes that they are who are covering the asses of the degenerates in the D.C. establishment. It goes all the way to the top. I feel it in my gut. Pizzagate is a horror show, unless you think that kind of thing is (laughs) hunky-dory. But, you know, like in the last show I was doing, covering the Pizzagate stuff, I'd gotten through segment one, and, you know, I've been looking at the pedophilia secret cults, all that stuff, the child sacrifice stuff. I've been reading about that stuff for a long time. And, you know, I think I intellectualized it. Uh, I understood it. I think it's real. I don't have any personal proof of it. But, you know, it's something that the the gathering evidence, the witness testimonies, all that kind of stuff, it seems like this is plausible. This is probably going on. I, I, I buy that it's probably going on. So I've known about this stuff for a long time, but when I was actually, you know, because when you're in society, out there with people, friends, mixed company, whatever, you know, if you bring something up like, hey, did you hear about the pizza great stuff, you know, and pedophilia, you bring all that stuff up and people just kind of go, and, you know, try to change the subject because it's not something that people really want to face because it is just so disgustingly, no, it's just abomination. So... Anyway, as I was doing the show, I think it's the first time I actually was really talking in any kind of depth, you know, verbally speaking into it, and it started to affect me, and so when I opened up the second segment, and I knew what I was going to be reading from, and it was the instructions on this downloadable app to join the little hobby club that everybody has so much joy out of, and it was so just disgusting that that I just started as I was beginning to speak into it I started to well up you know and and you can't talk and cry at the same time you know but I think it was because I was verbalizing it it was actually it went right through my heart and I just started to kind of cry so I had to you know you know bite my cheeks the inside of my cheeks because I couldn't bite my tongue or my lips because I needed them to talk with so eventually I got myself under control and I was able to finish the show, thank God. It was a tough show to do, though. 
But as horrifying and ugly as this subject is, it has to be talked about. The light of truth has to shine on this subject or it'll be able to continue. I mean, just think about, you know, like if you go into the kitchen in the middle of the night, you turn on the lights, if they happen to have a little cockroach problem, you'll see the cockroach scurrying for the darkness. Well, if we keep shining the light, they can't scurry anymore. But what's behind this pedophilia, it's a Luciferian cult. It's a Babylonian. It comes back from Babylonian days. It's over 4,000 years old. And the powers that be, uh, certain factions of them, have been members of this type of secret society. And it doesn't matter what your beliefs are, even if you're an atheist and you don't believe in God or the devil or anything like that, these people do believe it. They believe that having sex with children and blood sacrifice and murder and sodomy and all that kind of stuff and the torture, it creates an energy that makes them as gods. That's how these people look at this shit. So I've provided the link to Wilcox Endgame Part 2 in this show, which goes not so much into the Pizzagate stuff. Uh, He goes more into the deep state you know, the secret government, the secret military industrial complex that's been in operation right under our noses for, I don't know, since mm-hmm. World War II forward, maybe even farther back than that. But specifically, I know it goes from World War II forward. And there have been people who've been coming forward who've been on the inside. Uh, and they're independently corroborating other people's testimonies. They don't know each other and they're corroborating. So there's a lot of evidence that prove that there is a deep state, there is a secret government, and there's a secret military industrial complex. It goes global. Sometimes they're competing against each other. So whether you believe in this stuff or not, doesn't really matter. It is something because all this disclosure is coming out now. You you need to kind of wake up to it, uh, educate yourself into what the testimonies, the evidence is, the people who are speaking into it, because the disclosures are happening faster and faster now, and you need to be kind of aware of it so that it doesn't shock you too much. You kind of get, it's kind of like wading into the narrow part of the pool and then then slowly diving in. But I mean, if you don't believe in the deep state, you have to, you sit down and kind of contemplate where all your tax money goes. You know, this is all in your dime. You know, this deep state, secret government, secret military and complex, they're utilizing your money and everyone's money to create technologies that they keep for themselves. And we're still running around in, you know, fossil combustion engines, running on gas and shit like that. Well, they're using anti-gravity technologies, propulsion technologies. And we've been paying for it, but they're not telling about it. And they're not sharing it either with us. But the ramifications of it is extraordinary. Um, And if you get back into the pedophilia thing, you know, you look at Hollywood, there's a wealth of movies and TV shows, not even the pedophilia, excuse me, I'm talking about the technologies that are really out there. You know, there's a lot of movies and TV shows that speak into these technologies and space exploration, the whole whole bit. Just like, you know, how they brought the X-Files back, brought it up to date. This is a form of disclosure They have to let you know in some way what they're doing. And utilizing fiction gives them plausible deniability. Oh, that's just a fictional show. You can't take that seriously, folks. No, but this is actually kind of a reality that they're disclosing to you. So it's time to look at it seriously. So I put David Wilcox part two of the end game up 
because he speaks extensively into this subject matter and he's a part of many people that are doing the same thing. But pedophilia, though, is rampant in Hollywood. I mean, I've heard a lot of comments by adult actors who were once child actors who talk about into it. So this goes really far in. It also lets you know that this Luciferian cult lifestyle keeps a leash on participants, blackmail-wise. They can't afford to be exposed for their hobby. So the real ramifications, and this is another connecting the dots thing here, is, is that, and nobody's talking about this, uh, Carrie Cassidy Project Camelot did and I started thinking about it I go you know I think she's absolutely right because she's so deep into this stuff she's she's very wise about the way things work and this is what nobody's talking about Hillary's private server in her home when she was Secretary of State she had according to intelligence sources she had special access programs on her server now special access programs are like above top secret stuff. Uh, she's an elected or an appointed official. She's not in the intelligence community. What is she doing with these special access access files? I mean, people who want to access and have the ability through clearances to access these files have to go to a whole different building somewhere across the city, and then they have to go through all kinds of security protocols to get into a room with a computer that has specific files on them that they can access. They go through a lot. Now. Hillary Clinton had some of those files on her private server, which means she's accessing above talk secret deep state stuff, which leads you to understand, and this is why nobody's talking about the real ramifications of her server, is is that she's an employee and a worker for the deep state, the secret government, the secret military industrial complex. This is all really interesting stuff. But what's interesting is how that stuff would be on a hackable private server that she had. They've proven that she'd been hacked quite a few times. It's interesting questions, interesting questions. This stuff is coming out now, there's more to come. So, Renegade Nation, I hope you'll take the time to explore down some rabbit holes as to what's really, potentially, and most probably going on, because I do do believe that this is coming to a head now. Disclosures are happening left and right. And I also believe that this is just the beginning. So give yourselves a heads up and dive in if you're not already doing that, Renegade Nation. Okay, I'm going to take a break here and I'll be back momentarily. Have you heard about uh, Renegade Match, by the way? It's Renegade Talk Radio's own dating match service. Renegade Match has live chat, webcam, text, voice, and video capability. If you're looking for your next love, perhaps a friend with benefits scenario, or even a long-term relationship, or you're, you're looking for your next ex, <laughs> who knows how the world goes around, but check out Renegade Match at renegadematch.com. This is Everly Isby connecting the dots right here on Renegade Talk Radio. Be back in a jiffy. We don't sugarcoat shit. (laughs) This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hey there, you renegades. This is Everly, and this is Renegade Talk Radio. 
and I want to talk about going down rabbit holes. They are truly fascinating. Sometimes they can be perplexing or even unnerving. After going down all these rabbit holes the way I have, I have friends who know exactly where I'm coming from, but, you know, in mixed company, sometimes I forget who I'm talking to or that I don't know them well enough to just prattle on like I might do. So I'll be chatting away with someone, and then I'll glance at them and realize that what I'm talking about is not their cup of tea, or it's way across the borders. Um, you know, it's that deer-in-the-headlights kind of look. So then, you know, you have to kind of segue a bit, and, and then sometimes I'll question them, you know, say, what did I just, you know, what I was talking about? Are you familiar with what I'm saying? A lot of people really don't like to go out of the box that they live in, and I get that, you know, but there's a key to going down rabbit holes, and this is my key anyway, and it's baskets. You know, as, as I'm looking at information, I don't know if it's true or not, I have three baskets in my mind, in my head. You know, there's a, a black basket, a gray basket, and a white basket. Now the black basket is for incoming information, disinformation, misinformation, what have you. It's something that, as a, I, I'm chewing on it and thinking about it, Maybe it qualifies to go into my gray basket. That's where I, I look for more verification from other sources, other things like that, to explore the potentiality or the possibility of it being truth. Uh, that's the heftiest basket of all. And then there's the white basket, and that's where I've chewed on it long enough, got enough verification of certain things in my heart, my gut, everything that says, if I can't prove it personally, because a lot of this stuff you can't, you just have to look at the nature of reality and how the world works and go, you know, I think this is a connecting dot thing. And it goes into the white basket as truth. But like I say, the majority of it still remains in the gray basket, waiting for information or something or an event that makes me go, aha, there's that part goes into the white basket. So you just stay emotionally detached from it as much as you can and chew on it and it starts to broaden your perspectives. But I also want to say that I'm also including another link on my homepage regarding what I talked about in the last show on Antarctica. I stumbled up across this right after I did the show last a few days ago. You know, in Antarctica, you know, there's a lot of strange and curious goings on over so many years. And then when I found this, and it's a downloadable PDF, and it's a Russian report from highly regarded scientists and researchers, they're regarded worldwide, that delve into the true story around Antarctica. And specifically, they speak about the period in history around World War II, where, you know, and after World War II ended, the United States, Russia, different countries, but specifically the United States and Russia, were able to bring over some of the best scientists and technology guys, uh, military guys, into the U.S. and Russia to enhance the programs they were working on. But what they found uh, before, right after the end of World War II is, is that the really, the best of the best, the brightest, the most incredible scientists had gone missing. And this Russian report uh, proves that where they went was Antarctica. And in the middle of Antarctica, there is this area where there are hot springs and cave structures, so that it was the perfect place to build a very secret base. And that's what happened. So uh, I thought that might be something you might read into, so I put the link up on my home page. So, okay, now, so let's get, now let's change the subject. Uh, let's get down to some things currently happening around the world. I'm not going to get into a lot of stuff, but I'm going to start with a bit from the latest Fulford report 
uh, put out last Monday, the 12th of December, and he's talking to the Syrian conflict. You may be hearing about some of this, maybe not, but there has already been a surrender by the Western-supported rebel factions in Syria. Don't let that go by you. Western-supported rebel factions. In other words, the United States, NATO, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and Turkey, for as an example, have been funding, training, coordinating strategically and everything for these terrorists uh, in, in, a, in the attempt to bring down Syria. So here we have a ceasefire and an evacuation of the destroyed and leveled city of Aleppo, and it has been agreed upon after the Syrian government forces and their allies, in other words, Russia, took over 93% of the city. In a definitely related move, the Rothschild-controlled company Glencore and the government of Qatar agreed last week to buy a major stake in the Russian energy company Rosneft, big oil company. On Wednesday, Rosneft's head, Igor Sechin, said at the meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin that the deal on selling a 19.5% stake in Rosneft for 10.5 billion euro has been completed. The consortium of Glencore Trader Company and Qatar's sovereign fund became a strategic investor in Russia's oil giant, Rosneft. That's a major thing. And here's a little backstory on the Syrian conflict, just to clarify that this is not, has not, or ever have been a civil war started by the Syrian people. The Syrian war was started to force Syria to allow Qatar and Saudi Arabia to build a pipeline there in order to export gas to Europe. The Syrians refused because they preferred a pipeline controlled by Russia. They've been longtime allies. So the fact that the Qataris have reached a deal with Russia means that they've broken with Saudi Arabia over Syria. The tide is turning. And the Saudis, for their part, <laughs> they have rushed to save their asses by sending SoftBank's Maseyoshi san to visit Trump to offer to create 50,000 U.S. jobs using $50 billion of Saudi money. The Saudis are going to have to fork over a lot more than that just to pay the blood money they owe for all their horrific crimes their regime has carried out. Just ask the Yemenis who live next door. Oh, and here's another little bit um, about all this hoopla-la shenanigans. Uh, here we have the Washington Post, and Washington Post that has been such a highly respected newspaper and news media organization for decades upon decades. The Washington Post, the little lying faggots, a once honorable paper has become, in fact, let's just call it a rag. Washington Post's front page splash on Friday fingered the CIA for allegedly confirming the wild rumors of Russian hacking that were concocted and spread by Democratic lawmakers for months preceding the election and the weeks since the GOP win. The Washington Post story, however, contained no CIA sources and, in fact, no credible U.S. intelligence agency sources whatsoever. Instead, it hinged on what unnamed lawmakers had supposedly, supposedly been told by unidentified, supposed CIA-linked sources in secret briefings that the CIA had developed proof 
The Russian state waged an orchestrated campaign to destabilize the U.S. election to benefit GOP candidate Trump. <laughs> quote, it's an outright lie, unquote, a CIA analyst divulged to True Pundit, an alternative really good news source. He says, there's nothing definitive like that. There are leads from activity originating in uh, Finland, Italy, Norway, Sweden, Britain, France, China, and Russia. Unquote. Just leads, renegade nation. Washington Post goes, screw yourself. So there you have it. The Obama administration and the parroting by the prostitute media are outright lying as I told you they were. In fact, this is how sick the thing out there in Washington, D.C. is. On the 2nd of December, 2016, just last week, the United States Congress <laughs> voted a law forbidding all military cooperation between Washington and Moscow. How friggin' stupid and inept is that? All I can say is that it's good that Trump has spoken of a desire to work with Russia in eliminating the terrorist organizations like ISIS, ISIL, Daesh, Al-Nusra, etc. at all in a coordinated fashion with Russia. And Russia, by all true intents, purposes, and actions of the past up to now, have taken a stand against terrorism in Syria, the Middle East, and in general, globally, and has followed up its words with constructive and lawful actions to stamp out the rebel factions that have been supported, trained, and armed by the U.S., NATO, and its allies, like Saudi Arabia, and now apparently formally Qatar. <laughs> we'll see what happens with Qatar. This recent move by the Obama administration and Congress to forbid cooperation with Moscow militarily uh, it has to be a last-ditch effort by this outgoing administration to increase tensions and try to start war and leave it in Trump's lap. If I was a betting man, I'd wager everything on Putin being way ahead of this current administration. Numbskulls that they are. Degenerates, you name it, that's what they are. But I did watch a video, uh, I guess it was about a week or so ago, of a high-ranking Russian military officer speaking of the rebel factions, uh, the, their recent actions in the Aleppo conflict, which is now obviously at an end. But um, the terrorists in Syria are supported by U.S., NATO, and the allied interests behind them. Well, they're once again bombing and attacking the hospitals in Aleppo City, killing nurses, doctors, and patients, civilians, you name it, babies. That's called war crimes. And the U.S. and their allied interests are guilty in spades of war crimes. This Russian officer actually accused, named U.S. and NATO and allied factions as being behind these war crimes actions. No mincings of words at all. Russia is no longer pulling their punches. They're aiming direct and calling out the names of those complicit in these atrocities and pointing the finger not at the terrorists, but at those who fund and support them. Which they have not done so blatantly to date. No, Russia's always spoken in much more diplomatic tones. So if Russia is doing this now, the game is up. These ra recent actions all the way to Congress's 
fucking legislation last week proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that the actors in D.C. are simply sociopathic warmongers with no interest in humanity in general or the planet itself and certainly no interest in the rule of law that they're obligated to follow. No. They threw all those precepts out to the wind. There is no rule of law for these cretins. Oh, God, it makes me sick. I am up to here and fed up with the vermin inhabiting D.C. We can only hope that the new administration coming in is truly going to drain this swamp called Washington, D.C. Before I go to break here, I do want to bring up the situation up at Standing Rock, up in North Dakota, currently going on. So apparently, the, the permit to move forward for the, the Dakota Access Pipeline Company uh, was refused. Um, I think it was the Army Corps of in- Engineers that refused the permit. I may be off on who denied the permit, but, uh, but many of the protesters, you know, they're being told, go home, break it up, go home now, everything's cool. Uh, but a lot of the protesters who stood with the tribal nations along with the tribal nations themselves fighting this corporation do not believe this is the end. And I tend to believe these people are probably right. Tribal leaders worry the decision to change the direction on the pipeline may not be permanent, especially with the incoming Trump administration, as well as backers of the pipeline seeking to push the project ahead. And there's something interesting about that if you're not aware. Trump, or one of his one of Trump's companies has apparently has invested in the Dakota Access Pipeline, which as president is going to be a conflict of interest indeed. Once again, we need to keep a hawk's eye on what Trump does with this situation. And another thing, the corporation behind the Dakota Access Pipeline may decide to move forward anyway through the sacred lands. They may not see the feasibility of redirecting the pipeline once again. It originally was supposed to go through uh, just north of Bismarck, North Dakota, but the environmental studies that were done by the city and the county there, they found it an unacceptable risk to the people of Bismarck and the surrounding areas. That's when the Dakota Access Pipeline ramshotted it right through the sacred sovereign tribal lands. But get this, the government, and I use that word, so loosely government the federal government will only fine the corporation two thousand dollars a day if the corporation decides to ignore the denial of permit now seriously renegade nation think about it two thousand dollars a day in fines (laughs) that's pennies out of their pockets compared to what this project is worth this is a multi-billion into the hundreds of billions of dollars project What do you think this Texas corporation's going to do? Considering what we know about corporations, like our own United States Incorporated, or the United States of America Incorporated, what it does in its business-as-usual playbook. That is to continually pump up their bottom line, their profit margins, in their own self-interest, not for the people. And anyone standing in their way is just so much fodder to be dealt with in any way it sees fit. That's what I think about what's going on here. Okay, Renegade Nation, I'm pissing myself off here. When I come back, I'm going to continue with this subject after I take a much-needed break, in which I'm going to, you know, I'm going to breathe, deep breathing, and release my being from this toxic waste 
called the corporatocracy. I want to remind you to check out Sky Pilot Radio if you haven't already. We've gone live 24-7 and we're talking Renegade Talk Radio is going to go right along with it. Renegade Talk Radio is going live as well and incorporating itself into Sky Pilot Radio. How nice and exciting is that? Personally, I'm trembling. Going live is, uh, ooh, that's pretty intense for me. So anyway, put on Sky Pilot Radio for 24-7 of the best music from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. There's a lot of stuff playing on Sky Pilot that you just don't hear on corporate radio. So check it out. This is Everly Isby connecting the dots right here on Renegade Talk Radio. Be right back. Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Hi, you renegades out there. This is Everly Isby connecting the dots. Right here on Renegade Talk Radio. Last segment, I was talking about the corporatocracy. So I'm going to turn your attention to the links once again on my homepage. It's called, um, oh, wait, what's it called? Uh, It's uh, the true story about one of America's most courageous families. And this video is a little over 30 minutes long. And it was recorded by Eamon Bundy while he was still in illegal custody in a federal prison awaiting the trials pending in the state of Nevada over the standoff that happened back in 2014 on their ranch just northeast of Las Vegas. This, after the Bundys and the others incarcerated in the Oregon situation, uh, they went to trial there and the case was dismissed. The Bundys and the others involved were found not guilty. They should have been set free to await you know, the further trials in Nevada, but no, they threw them back in the slammer. Since when, Renegade Nation, were people who are found not guilty thrown back in jail? These people have children and ranches to run, jobs, etc., etc. These are not repeat offenders or guilty of violence in any way. That was proved in Oregon, and it was also shown in the Nevada standoff. Nobody fired a shot. No one was hurt. No one was threatened. And I have to say that a lot of people don't know the truth about this story or they don't care all that much. But what's behind this case points out a very vile development that is happening in this country, especially over the last 20 or 30 years. And that is the illegal federal corporate overreach into onto the state's lands that they do not have jurisdiction or authority over to do what they're doing. They don't have the authority to buy land not ceded to them by the states, but they're doing it anyway. Once again, for the self-interest of the private, mostly foreign-owned corporations working out of D.C., that simply want to sell or steal all the really good assets of this country that belong to the people for their own profitable interest. And they're getting away with all these illegal actions over and over again because the average person doesn't know shit. They believe the government agencies have the right to do what they're doing and they believe people like the Bundys have taken the law into their own hands and are a threat to law-abiding citizens everywhere. 
Sadly, that's where a good percentage of people in this country that are that friggin' ignorant and proud to be so. So I invite, no, actually, Renegade Nation, I implore you, any of you out there listening, take the 30-something minutes out of your life and listen to the truth behind these people's plights because these purported executive agencies of the federal beast in D.C. are blatantly destroying people's livelihoods, lives in general, blatantly ignoring the Constitution that is the contract that the federal government is under. The people in the United States of America are not under the Constitution. The federal government is under the Constitution. That's the contract that they swore to abide by to protect and defend this country of nations, all 50 of them under that constitutional confining contract. It's a business plan. That's all it ever was for the federal government in their agreement with the states. So please listen and watch the video. Eamon Bundy speaks into it well. You know, and I, I, back then in 2014, I watched with avid interest uh, uh, on the Bundy, the Bundy Ranch standoff that was taking place. I'd done a lot of research previous to this, and when it started happening, I was like, oh my God, here we go. It's, it's everything in motion that I've been reading about. So I listened to video after video of people and journalists who were there either standing with the Bundys or reporting on it in the nature of true investigative journalism. I also listened here and there to some of the mainstream media versions being spewed by the talking heads on local and national newscasts and I'd usually end up, you know, swearing my head off and flicking the remote off. And I had to do it quickly because I had to run to the bathroom so that I could vomit and retch. This, the twisting and maligning of the actual events that I were witnessing happening. Oh my God, they're oh so special conniving ways. Prestitute fucking media. I know exactly what's happening to the Bundys and so many, many more people across this country. And it's not just in the western states. It's happening now in the eastern states through various federal government agencies like the EPA and so on and so forth. They're taking people's properties uh, in the name of environmental protection and shit like that. Um, But it's not just happening in this country. It's happening across the world as well. This is not an isolated incident. This is not just in the western states, as I said. And through the illegal and reprehensible actions of the BLM, the National Fish and Wildlife Agency, and the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. Ha! Never a more ironic and hypocritically named agency. It all boils down to one thing, Renegade Nation. The United States of America Incorporated and the United States Incorporated is not our true, legitimate, and lawful government. In the whole world right now, no country, at least in the Western world, which includes the U.S., Canada, the EU, Australia, New Zealand, and Japan, do not have legitimate government. My God, just look at the disintegration happening right now across Europe, the EU. That's because the sovereign countries in Europe have surrendered their sovereignty to a bunch of self-interested bureaucrats and banksters stationed in Brussels, which, by the way, is a mirror image of the corporatocracy that has insinuated itself here in the United States. It's all linked together, the U.S. and Europe and beyond. It's all linked to the central banking system, 
the two big to fail banks that are the controlling interests in these corporations calling themselves governments in order to grab up all the assets that belong to the people of these countries, privatize them for their crony friends and themselves, and enslave the populations to work their whole lives in the interests of the state. Their arrogance and disinterest in the people throughout Europe, throughout the United States, to the self-interest of a few powerful ignoramuses who have a very distorted and screwy idea of centralized power as being the one-size-fits-all meme, have gleefully lined their pockets and merrily promoted themselves to ever more powerful and influential positions, all the while capturing, raping, sodomizing, and murdering children in blood-sacrifice rituals. Ooh. You gotta love that, don't you? I mean, if you can't see these facts, I don't know how to begin to speak to your ignorance or your denial, whichever comes first. The federal government in D.C. hasn't been a lawful working government since the Civil War years. Over the last 150 years, this thing, this inhuman beast in D.C. has not, will not, and could never represent the interests of the people, and neither can the shitheads controlling the EU. And you know what? I want to speak to anyone out there who thinks that socialism is the answer. A lot of young people are embracing this idea. They think capitalism is the enemy. We don't have capitalism in this world, not anymore. Certainly not in your lifetime, your parents' lifetime, or your grandparents' lifetime. Capitalism was shoved into the closet a very long time ago, so you can't use that argument. It's called crony capitalism. People who have made it, people who are successful and powerful and influential within their corporate structures, they block anybody who's coming up with a better idea. That's not capitalism. That's crony capitalism. That's what we've got. But I digress. And I think I get where you're coming from, all you people who think socialism is the answer. I just want to put out this perspective to anyone who actually believes that a governing entity of any kind can fairly and equitably make everything nice for every living being, including the animals, the winged ones, or the fishes in the ocean, or the reptiles, or the plants and trees, or the planet itself for that matter. That's what you all want, right? a fair and equitable chance for everyone, equal rights, and protect the environment. Right? Well, join the rest of us, me darling dears, because that's what any thinking, caring human being on the planet wants. You ain't gonna get it through socialism or any contrivance similar to what you think you might think. You might think that we can all create. Historically, Socialism, plain and simple, is centralized power by a very few people in a system that was supposed to deliver fairness across the board by redistributing a country's wealth. It has never worked in the past, and it never will. And here's why. Because absolute power corrupts absolutely. Whenever a very few people have that kind of control, they become corrupted, plain and simple. Now, whether it is inherent in human nature itself, or more interestingly, that it might be the simple fact that humanity has been indoctrinated out of its natural inherent nature, which I tend to lean towards, but that isn't the point either. 
but I'll give you a small example. I was reading about some studies that were done, legitimate, you know, scientific studies in a controlled environment by doctors in their various fields. This one study was a simple experiment on its base. You know, they took a number of volunteers and they put them into two groups. One group was told they were to be prisoners. The other group were to be the guards. The guards were instructed to enforce compliance in any way they deemed necessary to control the prisoners. As the volunteers who played guard attempted to control the prisoners, they got more and more violent, more and more prone to acting inhumanely with the volunteer prisoners. They started believing in what they were doing. It got so bad, the doctors shut the program down early. It was so disheartening and violent. Other similar studies had the same type of results. In later years, other programs attempted the same experiments and once again got the same results. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's the very same thing with centralized government in the name of socialism. A very few people begin to realize their power goes to their heads. It affects them towards a desensitized and dehumanized view of their position in the hierarchy. When I think of people who believe in centralized power to make the playing field more fair for everyone else, I often think of the late, great John Lennon's song, Imagine. That is at the heart and soul of most people. I would agree. And a lot of people probably think that John was promoting socialism. But I'm here to tell you, he wasn't. I love John Lennon's Imagine and all that it evokes. I mean, like, ah, uh, why can't we evolve as a people to that level of human behavior and understanding? We can all work together. We can share the world. Well, Renegade Nation, I actually believe we can. But there's a caveat. We have to get rid of government first. We have to remove authority figures or leaders. We have to break the yoke of enslavement that we live under by these self-same corporations and so-called governments that we have been taught is the only way for groups to live peacefully with each other. No, that is the lie that keeps us from evolving to a world that John Lennon described. We have to de-brainwash, deprogram, unindoctrinate, and disengage ourselves from this idea that anyone or anything can have authority over us. That is what we have to break from. Then we need to take the personal responsibility to re-educate ourselves into self-governing groups. The power starts at the, at the level of the individual, then into community groups like the townships who take the responsibility to work together and figure out the world they desire to create on that level. Then it goes into a larger group at the county level, which communicates to the state level, which is a nation unto itself. Kind of like the structure that was designed out of the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. The Constitution was the simple contract, a business plan, if you will, for the creation by the people and the individual nations that were composed throughout the states to form a federal government to take care of certain responsibilities, to allow the union of nations together to work cohesively and harmonically. A very limited federal government had no jurisdiction or authority over the lands and the people of the now 50 nations that chose to join together. But the power rests with the people and the nation states where the people inhabit the land. 
The overriding truth of a free and independent people who create a fair and equitable structure, that power starts at the grassroots level. The farther you go up within this, any type of cohesive governing structure, the less authority and power is granted. It's called self-governance. We as a continent of people have been so brainwashed and mollycoddled, we can't begin to understand what self-governance is all about. We're stuck in a mommy dearest kind of sick relationship with the government who now rule from the top down, and we haven't grown up to be full-fledged human conscious beings. No, too many of us just want someone else to take care of everything for them. Renegade Nation, if you want a world of equality, you have to take responsibility for it and grow up. Sorry people, but that's the truth. No government can create equality amongst vast numbers of people because we're all individual conscious beings. Can some elected official ever represent your individual interests? No, of course not. How can the redistribution of wealth ever be fair to everyone? It can't be. Governance from the top down is a one-size-fits-all scenario that doesn't work in the evolution of consciousness because it discounts your individual freedoms. It dictates to you how you must fit in and turns you into a robot with no ability to enjoy your life as you wish to live it. That's the situation we have now. I know you don't like the system we've got. If you've got even half of a brain, you recognize that this control system does not have the capacity to deal with individual freedom because it's just not possible. So stop deceiving yourself and look at the reality in front of your face. Does that not make make sense to you? I know you haven't been educated properly. None of us have. You've been indoctrinated and brainwashed instead, even if you have a degree or two from a college or university. You've been indoctrinated in specific ways to believe that you need governing authority to lead the way. Deal with that fact honestly with yourself and begin the process of re-educating yourself. Develop the critical thinking skills you were born with and stop whining. I direct you once again to AnnaVonWrites.com. She's not the only one out there doing this stuff. There's a lot of people, but she is someone that I trust in what she has done with her work and the people who stand with her. Go buy the book. Go buy the ebook. Spend $3 out of your life and educate yourself into... And the book's called, by the way, before I forget, you know there's a problem when an American affidavit of probable cause. It's by Anna Von Reisiger and James Clinton Belcher. You can go online at AnnaVonWrites.com, find where you can buy the ebook for a misly $3, and learn all the truth of what happened to this country. And there's also on that same website, AnnaVonWrites.com, there's over 400 and counting postings by Anna in her efforts to help you learn some very important, basic, and condensed facts that will help you disconnect from the nanny state and become a full-fledged, free sovereign. A citizen of no one or no thing. A sovereign does not kneel or bow to any authority because they've grown up and educating themselves to the truth of how freedom works and is ready and able to present themselves, therefore are not represented by any ego-driven sociopath who craves power as your representative of nothing. No where, no how. 
<laughs> That's it in a nutshell. I'm out of here. Thanks for listening, Renegade Nation. I'll be back very soon here on Connecting the Dots. This is Everly Isby, and this is Renegade Talk Radio.